Good afternoon and welcome to today's podcast brought to you by, of course, Equine Devil's Advocate. We are back on our regular Monday slot and today's episode is, of course, a continuation of the curse of Tutankhamun. Now, just to forewarn you, Neighbour has excelled himself with the man toys today. He has a mini digger. Yes, uh, that is what you may hear a little bit of in the background. Ka-chunking and ka-clunking away on the other side of my hedge. Clearly, a hammer is not toy enough. And yes, the sun is shining, but we have news. News of the beast from the east. Sounds somewhat dramatic, really, doesn't it? Well, in fact, really, it's only just your weather heading our way. And potentially, some snow. We'll just have to wait and see. Now, before we begin on a further episode of The Curse of Tutankhamun, today's question for you all, for your preponderance, is how do you identify and how do you understand what constitutes a good fit between horse and rider? And of course, what has been your experience? please do go to the website www.equinedevilsadvocate.com and leave your comments, choose your page. You can also do that on Podbean and Facebook, either publicly or privately. So, now let us resume where we left off on Friday. More of the curse of Tujan Carmine. I did tell you of how fabulous our winter activities had been together. No longer was I a ragdoll child. That was a thing of the past. We had been together, happy, and now I was riding child, ecstatically happy child. And yes, then the re-emergence of the curse. Perfect pony had switched on his inbuilt sat-nav, quickest route, most direct route, and certainly the fastest route from Squirrel Corner to home. We all know how sat-navs can sometimes take us a little bit around the houses, but oh no, this one was definitely super, super efficient. Fresh, out of, innovative, somewhat bizarre, solutions this time it was actually the huge handbag of mother that came to my rescue this she said use this I looked at it the brand new shiny bit that she held aloft somewhat surprised I have to say and do what with it secure the barn doors at night for to look at well it was not pretty I thought it rather cumbersome looking. But my very special pony must never become lunch. Yes, Mother said, it's a Kimblewick. What a word. It conjured up all manner of thoughts. But without further ado, correctly fitted by someone who knew about these things, I climbed aboard full of resolve with little expectation I headed off through the storm ditch and out onto the pristine manicured sports field back to Squirrel's Corner. Uh, 
Now, how was he with this shiny new bit, you might wonder? Well, actually, no different. He was marching along in walk, just as he had with his regular snaffle. There was no objection, no reaching and tugging at my hand on the rein, no flicking of his head sort of up and down, no ever-lengthening pink tongue poking out the side of his mouth. Well, perhaps he actually felt at home with it. After all, it did slightly resemble some ancient artefact that one might find in the tomb of Tutankhamun. As we approached Squirrel's Corner, he was, as before, happy, relaxed, his little golden ears flicking back and forth in that gorgeous fluffy white mane. Past Squirrel Tree we went, calm, relaxed, no sign of the curse. Then, oh yes, as always, with the complete element of surprise, his sat-nav kicked in and whoosh, we are off. I pushed my heel down, put my lower leg forward, got my shoulders back, sat up tall, shortened my reins, bent my elbows and brought both hands back to my tummy. No, I said, no. He stopped. It worked. No fuss, no fighting. He just stopped. Well, I thought... And I turned him around, uh, trying to retrace the exact same indented hoof marks that he had just made again in the pristine manicured grass. Not so easy, I can tell you. But back we went, over the white chalk line. Turning right, we continued our hack, together, without further incident. Well, hurrah for that shiny new bit or artefact. Because now we can go to Pony Club Camp. You see, in the autumn of that year was the first time I would have been eligible to go as eight years old was the minimum age. It was the most exciting prospect. It's, it's the type of excitement that makes you wish away a whole summer just so you can be there. It was like the Olympics. So special, so exciting, and, and such an honour. Once a year, unlike the Olympics, 40 pony places and 80 children's places were allocated to children and ponies from all over West Germany at a place called Senelaga. It was here that our camp was held. But first, the proper process. So many formalities forms to fill in, equipment to buy, labels to be sewn into clothes, ID tags attached to tack. Off went those forms, winging their way to the powers that be. So exciting. Could hardly wait, especially now that I had such a perfect pony. It is, of course, entirely possible that you may have actually forgotten my brother, because I had. I did mention at the very beginning of this story that he was also part of the five pony-sharing children brigade. He, my brother, at the first sign of trouble, the horror of the curse, immediately found a liking for another sport, a different activity, 
football or something, I think it was. At the actual height of the curse, in all its glory, as I was leaving the house to go to the stables to be ragdoll child, with a big grin on his face, he would taunt me and say, See ya, see ya, wouldn't wanna be ya. Ugh, brothers. Yet now, with a perfect pony and the prospect of camp, now he reappears without his football. Now he says, Hiya, hiya, now I'm coming with ya. Ugh, brothers. But even that taunting could not deter my excitement. One day, a phone call from the powers that be of Pony Club Camp. It went something like this. Could I just confirm that the pony on your documentation is in fact a 12-2 Welsh Mountain Palomino gelding? Yes, my mother said. Could I also just confirm that his real registered name is a Tutankhamun? Yes, said mother. Well, the reason for our call is to tell you that that pony is abominable, unpredictable, disruptive, not safe and not welcome. In fact, he is banned. We have had him at camp previously and he has a black mark by his name. He is no longer welcome, so he cannot come. Could it be the curse again? Several lengthy adult phone conversations followed back and forth day after day till inevitably it was concluded. Actually, we could go, but at the first hint of trouble, a mere whiff of abominable, unpredictable, disruptive behaviour, we were to be collected immediately, forthwith. But so great were mother's powers of persuasion, we actually were allowed to go. Or maybe it was her pointy finger. Leading up to the time of camp, we had a fabulous, trouble-free summer. Myself and my perfect golden Tutankhamun. Time flew by closer and closer to camp date. Then, late summer in August, we arrived at Pony Club Camp. There, in the middle of the ranges of Sanalaga, were erected 40 temporary stables of scaffolding with a tent canopy roof, 20 in a line facing one way and behind the other 20, back to back. An enormous military tents already erected with beds inside and mattresses and each bed had a little camouflage green nightstand beside it. All symmetrical, all orderly, all neat. Parents were dropping off children, ponies, tack, feed, buckets, sleeping bags, pillows, clothes, plastic plates, cups and cutlery. And then they left. Tutankhamun munching hay in his designated temporary stable and all the hustle and bustle of children rekindling friendships and making new ones. A little girl, she was slightly older than me actually, walked her pony into the empty stable right next to us. A very pretty dapple grey, another Welsh mountain pony. He had a white blaze and a little pink diamond on his muzzle 
and a thick, fluffy mane as black as coal. Both our ponies instantly went to each other. Ears pricked, they touched nose to nose and gently blew warm breath on each other. It was an instant connection. And then Tutankhamun planted his pale grey muzzle on the other pony's neck and began his whiffling. Whiffle, 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 whiffle. And you know, it was then, it was that exact moment that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that my pony did really like me. The other little girl and I, we chatted away and she said her pony's name was Tuesday and he was young. It was her, his first camp. She had been there before. She was sharing him with someone else from the saddle club because he actually belonged to the saddle club, not her. And then in mid-chat, she stopped and said, is that, is, is that Tutankhamun? Yes, I said very proudly. Oh my God. God, I know that pony. He was at our saddle club. I fell off him and broke my arm. Then, off she ran, shouting the names of her friends. Hannah, Hannah, Lucy, Lucy, come, look, 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 who's here? Come and look. Before long, just standing there, staring at my beautiful pony, whiffling his muzzle on Tuesday's face and stealing hay out of his mouth, a cluster of children gathered round us. Oh my, look, it's Tutankhamun. And they were all pulling up their sleeves and trouser legs and revealing scars and war wounds and comparing with each other whose who's was worse, whose experience at the hands of this pony and this curse were more shocking. Clearly, his reputation preceded him. Gone, he may be, from their stables, but never forgotten. And so we began our week at camp, our very first ever pony club camp under the intense scrutiny from the eyes of designated instructors and other riders alike. What would this week hold for us? So join us on Friday for more of the curse of Tutankhamun. Until then, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take care and we will speak soon.